Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. We are now in season four with over 1,400 recordings that are viewed and heard around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted to welcome a very accomplished and senior professional from Essex, UK, Mutiat Adibawale. Mutiat, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Thank you. Uh, Mutiat is a leadership and executive coach. And today, uh, Mutiat, we'll speak coaching. So uh, let me start by asking you that you work with female leaders to raise the bar within their organizations. Uh, what are some of the challenges female leaders face? And do share some examples. Oh, challenges that female leaders face. Mm -hmm. So many. <laughs> you know, the fact that they're female is, is a challenge in itself. And this, right. this is because um, there, there are expectations from the fact that you're a female, mm -hmm. there are things you should do. There are things you shouldn't do. There are ways you should do things. Mm -hmm. There are ways you should carry yourself. And being a leader, the way you're perceived, you know, that is all mixed together. You being an individual female mm -hmm. and you being a female professional female, and then, you know, you having a home and being a female there. So all of this. So one of the challenges would be, confidence within the team you know we work in in a world where we're expected as leaders to be super events mm -hmm. to be high there and above and have all of the answers to the questions asked to mm. be able to deliver effectively mm. sometimes not to be able to show vulnerability so challenges are many so for one confidence will be one you know for you to put yourself together as an individual mm -hmm. you know don't forget every human every every leader whether you're a female or male you're an individual within you so for you to be able to put yourself together to put your thoughts together to mm -hmm. know how to communicate with confidence mm -hmm. communicate clearly you know be a human and be a leader and have mm -hmm. that confidence that steams your team to mm -hmm. continue to move to drive them you know, you have all of that as a female. So, you know, having that togetherness, the mm -hmm. confidence to drive a team, to mm. drive an organization, will be one of the challenges that a female well leader will have. But apart from that, there's so many other ones. Absolutely. Yeah. Well said. Very well said. And what is the process you follow when you start a coaching relationship? Oh, when I start a coaching relationship, um, I'd like to highlight that every coaching relationship is different. And it's unique to the individual. Mm -hmm. So depending on the individual needs, I will use different techniques for them. Um, you know, after assessment, understanding where they're coming from, understanding where they want to go, what we want to achieve eventually, and understanding their learning patterns, you know, the individual learning patterns, their styles mm -hmm. of doing things. I will adapt different modules. But one of the you know most fundamental thing that I try to do with my clients is to get them ready inside and out. You know, mm -hmm. usually coaching relationship is to have an outcome, you have a goal, you have a destination, a vision of where you want to be. Mm -hmm. at a certain time you know six months three months whatever mm -hmm. so to get them ready inside and it is enough for somebody to say oh i want to achieve this i want to be a better leader or i want to be able to bring my team create unity mm -hmm. collaboration mm -hmm. with them you know, it is 
we're okay doing that. But mm. are you really ready to put in the work? Mm. Because the work is not just physical and it's not just your knowledge. Mm-hmm. You have to be ready from within. So I build their mindset. I let them see that, okay, this is what I want to do and I'm ready to do it. So I go through this model, you know, quite quickly with them. And it's just my ripe model. And then, you know, and the ripe, which is R-I-P-E, mm-hmm. the ripe already is ready. And it's ripe. You know, when a fruit is ripe, that means it's ready to be eaten. Mm-hmm. You know, it's ready to be harvested. So you get yourself into that state that I am ripe for this. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the outcome you want to achieve is that you want to achieve something good. So I am ripe to achieve this accomplishment. I'm ready to accomplish this goal. So we work with your mindset for you to get to that state so that, you know, there will be obstacles so that you will have that willingness to do other things that may help you get into that goal and to achieve the goal even when there are obstacles. So I get them into the ready state, no, you know, inside and outside. Thank you. What a great <laughs> response. And Butcher, for my viewers and listeners, can you share uh, one or two examples of the challenges you have addressed without giving any names, of course. Oh, okay. One or two. Okay, let's go with one. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a client who was working well. You really, I have so many clients working in a charity. Mm-hmm. So they're working in a charity. And um, they had internal, somebody who was moving up as a senior team leader, wanted to go into a management role mm-hmm. and applied internally. So there was a vacancy, applied internally. And when they applied internally, unfortunately for them, that was before they met me, but for them, they didn't go through. And what they were told during the interview was that they didn't have the essential leadership um, characteristics they needed to get that role. So they were searching for a coach to enhance their leadership traits, character skills, mm. and then they met me on a portal. So we talked about it um, and I addressed different things. I assessed them where, they were, where the individual was in, in, in her role, um, why she wanted to get that leadership role. And we assessed a lot of that. And then we worked together for six months. And I can tell you, before the end of six months, she already had a job. By the end of six months, in the eighth month, she had a much bigger role than the one she was declined. And then working on, because she wanted to work with me, she now works with the you know, an mm-hmm. international, international organization. Mm-hmm. So it's just about opening, unpacking what happened. Why did I not get the role? You know, mm-hmm. what's my own internal state mm-hmm. um, in preparation for that role? That sort mm-hmm. of thing. So, yeah, that's one of the examples. If you want Very me to give you another example, you know, there are so many examples. Fascinating. Yeah. Very interesting. My next question is, uh, I wanted to understand your background. Uh, before you became a coach and how has this background supported your own coaching philosophy ah okay so um my background before i was okay i i studied originally mass communications which is in you know and that was in nigeria um as a broadcaster so i actually worked as a broadcaster radio broadcaster and but i was a very 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 shy semic person Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't speak. I, I was good behind and, and I chose radio because I liked radio, one, and two, because I didn't want telly. I didn't want the visibility. Mm-hmm. So I grew up as a shy girl. So people would say, oh, shy girl, you know, that sort mm-hmm. of thing. So 
um, it was after I was doing my radio broadcasting. Out once I stepped out of the studio, I couldn't talk. I didn't have many friends. I, you know, I was working. The first year I was working, I had an award, like oh, best promising staff, that sort of thing. I couldn't go on mm -hmm. the stage to mm. get it. I melted. So that's sort of where I came from. I didn't believe in. So when I I got through coaching via writing, I used to write poetry and stories mm. and. And I had a Google blog, mm. blogspot that, and then the adverts that came on there showed me something coaching, coaching. Mm. And every time it showed me, so I clicked on it. What is this coaching? And that was back in, in 2005, thereabout. And I clicked on it one day and I read about it. I was like, oh. And because I was writing, I was writing something personal development, mm. but I didn't know there was coaching. So I went to an event anyway, there were free events, and then I saw people just like me who, you know, was writing in the creative space and wanted to um, empower other people because my writing was empowering mm. people. Mm. And then I said, well, I can do this. So they were introducing themselves, going on stage, and I was like, wow, I can do this. But remember, I've, I've always been a shy person. Mm -hmm. So... Um, that day, I think I tried once and it felt like, wow, this is mm -hmm. heaven. You know, I felt so accomplished. Mm -hmm. And then I went to another free event, free event. And as I went, I learned more about coaching. I enrolled in coaching. I got coached myself. Mm -hmm. And that actually opened up a world of possibilities, you know, mm -hmm. for me. And and because I came from that background, somebody who couldn't speak, who couldn't, you know, have their voice, who didn't understand confidence, mm. who didn't understand that being expressive, be able to understand myself and express myself would open the door for me. And I knew that, which is more of the reason I like to work more with women in professions, you know, mm. women to open up, to speak confidently, mm. because... I, I then went back to my days of broadcasting and I said to myself, I think I missed a lot. If mm. I had been more active, more expressive, I have some, some opportunities may not have slipped me by. So I said, okay, now that I know I'm going to empower people, I'm going to mm. help myself and do more, you know, mm. yes. So that's where I, I actually came from. Mm. Very interesting. And when you look at, uh, you know, your own life, we, you know, and uh, we are always shaped by different kinds of experiences and people. I'd love to understand from you, how have some of the people in your life influenced you as a coach today? Ah, people in my life influenced me as a coach today. Ooh. And in, in, in so many ways, you know, I could talk about my mother who, mm -hmm. who can give endlessly without looking back. And I remember us saying to her, you're just like, you know, just give, giving, 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 giving. Mm -hmm. And she says, you know, so, you know, that, that and now um, we all go back to say, wow, you know, giving my mom, my mom lives in Nigeria. Um, I've got three brothers, we're four. So two of my brothers and myself are outside Nigeria. Mm -hmm. I've got a brother is doing really well in Nigeria. Mm -hmm. And my mother never lacks nothing. Mm -hmm. Not the fact that she has people around her. That is because she's been giving out and mm -hmm. then she's getting back. So for me in my life, um, you know, when you do coaching, it's not, too much about the money it's about helping other people mm. giving to them give, and and 
and not just my coach and I do have other charity stuff but you know it helps me believe that in life give more of yourself even if it's ordinary friendship give yourself give more of yourself as in give of ourselves to other people because it, it helps them to to have a piece of you and perhaps that may just suit them at that time. Mm. And, and it helps. And, and that is part of the philosophy that I use in my country. You want to give of yourself to mm. other people. And, you know, somehow you're investing mm. in them, investing in their life, in their success. Mm. Mm. Yes, I, I agree with that. Thank you. Great response. My next question to you, Amuchar, is as a trained or a certified coach, what is the difference between mentoring and coaching? Oh, mentoring and coaching. I like that. Okay. You see, coaching is a, a one type, is a focused mm-hmm. kind of relationship mm-hmm. where, where the person you're coaching mm-hmm. has a goal to reach, has a destination they're going, mm-hmm. um, and it has the steps that you need to follow to get to that stage. Um Coaching has frameworks you need to follow for mm. you to actually achieve the goals that you need. Mm. Mentoring is is kind of like bringing somebody up, mm. you know, nurturing them, nurturing them. Mm. Um, with regards to coaching, you know, most of the time you want to allow them to mm. open up, you give them the options, help them open up, help them dig a lot deeper so mm. that they can bring the best of themselves out. They can think outside of the box. They can imagine. They can find their options and choose what's best for them. With mentoring, you're nurturing somebody. So right. sometimes you can give advice. Mm. You're nurturing them. You're bringing them up. You're watching them as they grow. You correct them when they make mistakes. Mm. In coaching, you don't do too much of that. You allow the person to open up their space mm. and you know, begin to realize, discover what's really hidden within, you know, their powers and the resources you've helped them mm. to achieve that. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. My next question is, uh, you know, about the female leaders. You know, um, we've just come out of the pandemic. I wanted to ask you, how has the pandemic impacted women leaders? In so many ways, mm-hmm. in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, we all saw what the pandemic has done to us. Mm-hmm. And there are new discoveries and new realizations for us as individuals, mm-hmm. as women, as female professionals, mm-hmm. um, that you you then tend to like, wow, is this all to life? So mm-hmm. of how part of the ways it has affected female leaders is, you know, people really understanding that, um, life is shorter than you think mm. and things can happen so unexpectedly so what's more important to you is people then choosing what's more important to them mm. finding time to to be a lot more connected with themselves and what matters to them if that is family mm. if that is you know doing the best that I can do at work you know um, that is in terms of your personal needs you mm. know finding ways to meet your personal needs as individual mm. and on the other hand um, pandemic has helped us to understand that we need to constantly become dynamic in the ways we build our skills, even as female leaders, the ways you things change rapidly. So you need to, we're learning new skills, mm. we're becoming more adaptable to things. People are trying to become more adaptable to things. Um, things are happening so spontaneously. So people mm. are learning new skills. They are relearning and unlearning some things. Mm. They're bringing things to their life. You know, we're, we're working remotely. We're working, you know, in hybrid 
different situations um, and we're adapting to that. We're empowering ourselves with more resilience tools mm -hmm. so that we become more adaptable and susceptible to change. Mm -hmm. People are quickly accepting the fact that change is real and mm -hmm. how can we become you know, more, more adaptable if not by learning new things, having new tools to work with, changing our mindsets, you mm. know, all of these things. So these are, these are the ways that um, the pandemic has actually affected people. People are moving to, to, to having the time they didn't have with their family. Mm. So it's making us so more, um, a lot more mindful, which is yeah. why this time, you know, I've seen more increase in people needing coaching mm. um, just so that they can adapt more Mm -hmm. They can become more mindful. They can become more whole. They can lead from a place of um, soulful presence, mm -hmm. whereby you look after your health, you look after your well-being, you look after your professional development, so you can become and um, you know a whole person and mm. put yourself. You carry yourself, the whole of you, to mm. work. And when you're going out of your, you are your your whole self as well. Mm. So yeah, it's such a really big big lesson. Very very interesting. Uh, my next question is, you know, uh, the, this is the age of the young leaders, the millennials, the Gen Zs. They're all coming into positions of leadership now in most of the corporate sectors. Uh, I want to get your uh, perspective on how are, are the areas in which the millennial and the Gen Z women leaders need to be coached in? Ooh. <laughs> Areas they need to be coached in, uh, you know, it's 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 there is a world of difference, you okay. know, in the things that we need to be. Yes, which is why um, coaching the millennials is quite different, yeah. you know, from you know, coach additional coaching mm -hmm. and the areas you you need to. Just as I said before, that women, most women are. You know, learning new things, learning new skills. Mm. To to the millennials, some of these new skills that people like me will be learning, say technology, would not be something um, you want to teach the millennials. Mm. That is part of them. That is how they have grown. Um, whereas things like adapting to change uh, may be more traditional to people like me or people a little bit older than me because they know what change can be like mm. millennials need to understand that spontaneously you have got to flick through at mm. times of change you've got to understand mm. what change can look like what change may look like mm. and the feeling of entitlement does not stay in, in the professional arena mm. so you have got to know what am I learning what am I giving mm. you know what am I giving what am I expecting back so a lot of whole new skills and characteristics traits mm. that the millennials need to learn you know what they need to be focusing on mm. it is not enough for us to have the knowledge mm. but you know things like team building um collaboration within your team mm. becoming the leader of the people the leader for the people these are the things millennials need to be taught um and they need to to grasp working as a team is a big is a big thing i, I remember you know working with a, in an organization well mm -hmm. coaching them in an organization and it wasn't so pleasant with regards to team members because um one of the young managers 
apparently came out with you know very good university grades mm. but it's 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 not just the grades that you you lead the team with you mm. don't lead the team with the fact that you're just intelligent you've got grades and you've mm. got these skills and expertise but you need cooperation of other people, the cohabitation, how we can work together, collaboration, the communication with the, the team has to be seamless. So how to speak to your team, how to address them, how to bring in the unity that everybody belongs in this space. And then that, you know, coach them on things that everybody has to be there for one another. Um, kind of, kind of using a stakeholder principle um, whereby everybody within the team um, mm. has a stake in the success of the other person. Well, I think that was what I used. Has a stake in the success of every other person. Mm. So we check in on one another. We coach one another. We, 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 not in a way that you just peering into what your colleague is doing or we are watching ourselves we are coaching ourselves so mm. that everybody develops at the mm. same level everybody learns new skills everybody is there for one another so when one member um is succeeding and developing and doing well the others so you were checking so you're doing kind of stakeholder coaching so i have goals that my team members need to check for me am i meeting my goals and then that sort of thing is what the millennial Wonderful. Everybody well, has a stake in everybody else's development. Absolutely. Well said. Grow together. well said. And my last question to you, Mutyar, and this is for the many, many people who will listen to our conversation. What would you say are three lessons you want our viewers and listeners to take away from your amazing journey and from our conversation? Hey, what I want three lessons I want people to take away from. Um, our conversation is everybody, every individual, mm -hmm. every individual has the power to change mm -hmm. the world. Yeah. Whether that's in your corner, yeah. you can change things for any other person. So you can change the world because if you can help one person to, mm -hmm. to either change in their profession, change in their marriage, change in their, the way they see life and become more optimistic, then you have changed the world. Everybody has that tendency, has that potential to do yeah. that. So you can change the world. Mm. Remember what I said that I was that person who couldn't speak. And what geared me up was after I started coaching, mm. now seeing people get promoted, mm. seeing people begin to live what they could live. I said to myself, if I hadn't done that, if I hadn't challenged myself, mm. you know, even if it's one person I've helped in the entire world, mm -hmm. and probably the ripple effect of that, going through their families, more income, encouraging their child and their sons, and, mm. you know, that goes a long way. So everybody has the potential of changing the world. Please do not keep yourself mm. to yourself. You mm. have a unique gift that no one else has, and it's only you that has it. So you shouldn't keep it to yourself. Mm. Think about other people depriving of your gift. So that yeah. is number one. Yeah. Okay. And number two, confidence is everything in anything that we do. You know, the way we stand. Yeah. The way we the way we portray ourselves, mm. you know, the confidence within you opens up opportunities for you. Mm. Okay. And until you bring yourself up, um, one thing is accomplishment propels confidence, mm. right? So do a little thing. For example, you want to walk down the stairs. If you don't take the first one, mm. you're not going to likely take the second one. 
right? So just take the first one and that propels your confidence. Oh, I did one, I can do so. Accomplishment propels and the little accomplishment you do pushes you forward. So try the one new thing today and it propels your confidence and then you can do more and then you can open up the world, you know, of, of opportunities for yourself. Mm. So that's number two, confidence. Mm. That was one thing that held me back in life. And when I got it, I said, oh, thank you, God. And, you mm. know, I'm using that, and yeah. you know, to, to do better mm. things to help myself and help other people. And the third thing is always have faith in yourself and have faith, you know, around you. Have faith in the process, whatever process you're going through. Have yeah. faith. Faith, 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 faith. Even when you don't see it, yeah. just believe it. Once mm. you can conceive it, you believe it. And when you believe it, the sky will open up for you. Mm. And those are the three things I want people wonderful. to say. How wonderful. And on that note and your three wonderful lessons, every individual can change the world. Confidence is everything. And always have faith in yourself. But yeah, thank you so much for speaking to me. Thank you for talking to me about your journey, your coaching philosophies, your own background. And uh, thank you for speaking to me. Good luck to you. Thank you so very much. I'm most appreciative of you asking me to come on. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Brand Called You videocast and podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience, and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called you.